Welcome back, everyone. This is Pseudo Ludo. I am your host for today, everyone's least favorite member, Brian, uh, riding solo this week because Murph and Nick are just, they can't be bothered to join. And it's just, it's kind of shameful, honestly. But I, I'm here because I want to talk about two new video games, Returnal and Resident Evil Village. I will be giving my impressions of Returnal and my full review of Resident Evil Village in just a moment, but before we get into that, I have some rapid-fire news items that I would like to cover. Up first, Sony has announced that the DualSense PlayStation 5 controller will have some new color schemes, Midnight Black and Cosmic Red. This is great to see because we've been stuck with the launch color scheme for quite some time now. I've already pre-ordered the Midnight Black because I have no self-control, and I like to have a myriad of controllers because let's be honest these things are not built to last with the Joy-Con drift or I guess it's joystick drift these things you know they start giving you problems so it's best to have some on deck if you're able to find some so I got that pre-order and I'm looking forward to, to getting that in the rotation hopefully we'll see some more colors down the line and really have a more diverse lineup beyond just the entry-level colors that we have now speaking of PlayStation the current PlayStation 5 shortage is unfortunately expected to continue until next year. Now, this is obviously not good for most people, and I'm lucky enough that I was able to get a PlayStation 5, but this is obviously a very frustrating thing, and hopefully they can get it done faster than 2022 because obviously it would be great to have everyone be able to get their hands on a PS5 as soon as possible, get all these new games, but... You know, I'm sure they're trying their hardest. I don't think they're artificially inflating it. I know I've seen some conspiracies of that, but that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think, you know, they're not making sneakers. They're they're making hardware. I think they would like to sell it as, as to as many people as possible. But, I mean, I guess we'll never know. Last PlayStation item on our news segment here is that Herman Holst, head of PlayStation Studios, has announced that there are currently 25 PlayStation exclusives in development half of which are new IP. I think that Herman and uh, our old buddy Jim Ryan, friend of the show, uh, they might have listened to me and Murph's PlayStation Studios episode and taken some notes. This, that's what I'm gathering from this, is uh, that we really, we've influenced change, and you'll love to see it. But uh, honestly, this is this seems to be more of a direct response to the article going around that was kind of like a panic button article about how PlayStation is not doing anything new. They're they're focused on franchises and games that are too big to fail. So this seems to be a very clear response that no, that's not true, and that PlayStation is going to continue to cultivate new IP and smaller teams. And so this is great to see because I'm a PlayStation fanboy, and I think that I had a little bit of worry seeing that it, the speculation that they were kind of sticking to franchises. But I'm glad to see that, according from Herman himself. This is not true. And hopefully we'll get some more experimental and smaller games from PlayStation Studios as a brand moving forward. Next, we have some new game announcements and teasers. Lost Judgment was announced for September 24th of 2021. This is a sequel to the Yakuza spin-off Judgment, which I have not played but I've heard very good things about. Judgment actually just came to the PS5. I think 
last month, maybe this month, but it's on my list to check out in the future, maybe when it comes to a sale or something like that. This is fun to see, and, and also such a quick turnaround, which is, which is cool to see in this kind of changing environment, to see games kind of announced and ship in this, you know, only four-month span, so that's cool. And then EA and DICE have teased Battlefield 6 to be revealed in June, presumably alongside E3. Um, not a surprise, really. I think we're kind of due for a Battlefield game, but these are always a big deal. They're always selling units, so it's worth noting, and I'm sure it'll be a quality product. DICE is usually pretty good, although obviously they can be influenced by shady practices from their their friends at EA, as we saw with uh, Battlefront 2, definitely a shaky launch. So let's fingers crossed that no, no greed is... Uh, influencing the quality of the game but you know we'll see and then before my impressions and review the last item i have here is just to note that mass effect legendary edition and the new subnautica are both launching this weekend uh so that's exciting i don't know if i plan on picking them up right now probably something i would do down the line i still haven't finished Returnal, as i've said and ratchet and clank is coming up soon so not sure I will be getting either of these at the moment, but I think it's worth noting, especially Mass Effect, obviously, is a very iconic franchise. I personally was never a diehard fan. I never really got into it. didn't click with me in that way. But I am definitely thinking about picking this up down the line and really kind of giving it another go like as this definitive version of, obviously, a very iconic and beloved franchise. So those are two things to keep an eye out for. So... Let's start with Returnal, the new PlayStation 5 exclusive PlayStation Studios title developed by Housemark. And Housemark is famous for their kind of arcade style gameplay. They had hit the hits of, well, maybe not hits, hits might be generous, but, you know, critical darlings of games like Resogun and Dead Nation and Ex Machina from last generation. I personally am a diehard Resogun fan. I've been playing it a lot on the Vita. And so it's been great to kind of revisit that. It's one of my favorite games of last generation. And what, uh, as far as Returnal goes, I was kind of curious to see how this would shake up because Sony wasn't really giving it too much press. But at the same time, so far, the PlayStation Studios icon has been very indicative of high quality when you look at their output thus far spider-man miles morales demon souls Sackboy, and astro's playroom is that what it's called yes astrobot those games the launch games all amazing then we got uh destruction all-stars kind of you know mm, that's a bit of a misstep there not not up to par with what we were just talking about but then now we're back towards quality with MLB The Show, which I don't personally play, but I know is always very highly acclaimed. And here we are with Returnal, which I'm happy to report is definitely up to that level of quality that we have come to expect from not just PlayStation Studios as a brand, but Sony's first party and second party titles that, you know, titles that Sony publishes themselves. I mean, this game is firing on not necessarily all cylinders, but most. I'm very impressed with it. 
as kind of like an exercise in like a sensory experience. It's very visual, but then there's a lot of sound, like quality of sound design. There's a lot of things to keep track of both visually and like, you know, through your headset. And then in conjunction with that, the actual movement and the gameplay is is super fast and reliant on kind of like quick reflexes. And the way that they're able to implement the dual sense with just like the the triggers and the haptic feedback makes the whole thing like a very sensory experience. Like it's less about the story. Like there is a story, but it's kind of vague so far. It's it's more piecemeal delivered through audio logs and cutscenes here and there, but it's it's much more about like the experience of the gameplay and the visual audio side of things. And I think all that is like pretty pretty high quality across the board. I know I've seen people reporting some technical problems. I haven't had too many. I have had a crash and I had a bug where the audio cut out because there was like a lot of loud noises and it just just stopped completely so I had to restart and then there's been a lot of controversy in regards to the way that the game is set up from a saving perspective so the game is a roguelike shooter where you play it's like a science fiction game so you play as this astronaut named Celine who's on crash lands on a planet only to find out that she's stuck in a time loop and so the goal of the game is to beat all the bosses and get to the end of the game but every time you die, the time loop restarts. You start from the very beginning of the game. You lose almost all of your item progress, but there's some there's some permanent stuff. So the game is a rogue. I think it's technically a rogue light, not roguelike. I don't know that really the difference. I've only dabbled in the genre. But a big complaint people are having is that in order to make progress in the game, you need to really have many hours set aside because there's no save and the game's you know fairly long and hard so that is i do i do kind of i'm in that camp where i do kind of wish there was an alternative way to play it but on the same side it is cool that they were able to kind of stick to their guns in this way and make something that was different and difficult but as far as i'm concerned me personally and this might change the further i get into the game i'm only at the end of the second biome so out of I believe five or six biomes, um, which are essentially just the levels, the dungeons, whatever you want to call them, but they call them biomes in the game. And I got to say for me personally that the roguelike part is my least favorite part of the game. I think the combat is absolutely amazing. I already mentioned the sound design and the graphics, the world, the way that the levels are laid out themselves, like the kind of Metroidvania-esque nature of it, the different rooms to explore, all that stuff I think is awesome, but there's something to me personally that I think is kind of annoying about the randomness of the the roguelike piece of it, where sometimes your the quality of your run is entirely dependent on what you find, which I find to be kind of annoying. I wish it was. I think I would have enjoyed the game more if it was just a standard Metroidvania, but at the same time, I know that the roguelike piece of it is is pretty intimately tied to the story. So the further I get into the game, I might, uh, you know, change my tune. But for now, I'd say that's my least favorite part of the game because it's also sort of a deterrent to even play it because you need to set aside three to four hours to really even feel like you're making any sort of progress. 
Like, I got this game on launch day, and I, I'm only at the end of the second biome, whereas when I bought Resident Evil the following week, and I've already completed the game. So there is, like... It's not like Returnal's that hard. Like, it is it's definitely difficult. I'm not very good at it. But there is something of, like, where, like, I'm a big fan of the Dark Souls games. I love Sekiro and, you know, all those from software games, and they're very difficult. But I never feel like in those games I'm not making progress. In this game, I often feel like when I die, it's just like, ugh, all right. It's not, like, necessarily that... You just, I don't know, I guess there's just some sort of distinction between those, the, the difficulty level for me. The combat is super hard. I love the, the enemy patterns, the boss battles. But when you lose, you know, it's just like Souls where you lose because you did something wrong. But it's unlike Souls in the way where then you start from the very beginning and you just got to hope that you're getting the items you need or the guns you need. And I guess <clears throat> if you're really thorough and take like long ass runs and go into every single optional room you probably could get all the guns you need but i, I i'm you know i don't just don't know if i have the patience to do that but i'm sure i'll beat the game in due time maybe not before ratchet and clank but i do love it i do think it's excellent i would say if, if you're a little wary on the prospect of the roguelike piece of it maybe wait for sale but um for housemark fans for playstation fans definitely worth looking into but i think kind of just do your research because even without the roguelike piece i know just like this kind of this kind of game these difficult games they're not for everybody just they're not nick as a co-host is not a fan of the souls games it's just it is what it is but it is it is very cool to see playstation continuing to deliver this level of quality and to also deliver something that's pretty unique among its peers in the studio or, you know, the branding of PlayStation Studios. So I really like it. It's one of my favorite games of the year. And I'll continue to tell my thoughts as I get further into the game. But that's just my impressions at this point. So let's now move in to the big guns for me. But my game of the year so far is Resident Evil Village. Now, I did not grow up with Resident Evil. This was, even though I, I feel like... A lot of the kind of iconic franchises that are still going, I was lucky enough to have played as a as a young kid. But two of the ones that escapes me are Final Fantasy and Resident Evil. But I picked up Resident Evil 7 in college because by the time I was old enough to kind of buy my own games, Resident Evil kind of had lost its luster in that way. Like 5 and 6, they weren't really you know, well-reviewed. They didn't really have the kind of love behind it that one through four had and you know some of the spin-off games but i remember in college seven came out and it was kind of like the momentum was back and so i figure this might be it might be something that's worth a try i wasn't confident at all that i would really like it i'd never really been into horror games and i didn't really know much about it honestly and i loved it like absolutely fell in love with it, it was one of my favorite games of that year and then i was kind of it kind of instantly put it in the bucket of my head like I'm going to buy this franchise until proven otherwise, just off that one game. So a few years later, Resident Evil 2 came out, bought it, and I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if I'll like it, but 7 was just such a hit for me that I gotta try. Love 2 even more. And so now, for sure, this is a franchise that I will be buying for many years. 3, you can listen to my episode, we did an episode on Resident Evil 3 Remake. I was a little bit more lukewarm on it, but I still enjoyed my time with it. 
it's just compared to two and seven it's a little more of an underwhelming experience but here we are now with eight slash village i'm not really even sure what the official name is because i think it's just village but also they have the letters highlighted so i don't know but we are back this is a direct sequel to seven so first person perspective following the story of ethan winters a new protagonist from resident evil 7 and it's <clears throat> i i want to start with the negatives because there's very very few for me honestly my number one like complaint is that i thought the final sequence of the game like probably the last 30 minutes was very bad I don't really know what the thought process was. It was not fun. It felt like it was almost in a different game. And maybe not even 30 minutes, like literally like the last the last thing you do in gameplay. I, I don't want to speak too much on it because obviously it's the end game of, of, the, of the game. Literally everything else I absolutely love. And it's interesting to me because this game is able to accomplish so much and it's just it's just shocking honestly because it's 7 is kind of a return to form of the survival horror there was a much more of an emphasis on being scary having that sense of dread the jump scares kind of structured more like an actual horror movie or something along those lines 2 obviously is a remake of the classic 2 from the PlayStation 1 era it's a little more campy. It's a little more B-movie, which I would imagine is kind of where the franchise's roots are. And after watching a bunch of lore videos after beating Resident Evil 8, it does seem like that's where the franchise's roots are. But here, they're able to find a pretty happy medium, I think, between the goofy-ass, like, almost cartoony level of horror, genuinely scary stuff, which... I'll just say there's one area in the game, if you played it, you know, very disturbing stuff. <laughs> and I was, it was funny because it's not, it's a, it, there's many hours that go by before this segment. And I remember just thinking to myself like, wow, this like isn't scary at all. Like, which I didn't really have a problem with because I, I think they felt they got that level of intensity comparatively to scariness where it's just like each combat encounter, like you feel on edge, but it's not scary. But then right after I was thinking about that for like many hours, some the segment was probably scarier than anything in 7, or at least on par, happens. So they're able to get that balance. And they're also able to get the balance between the, the survival horror piece and then the actual action-oriented stuff that you kind of see in 4, 5, and 6. But it never felt disorienting or disjointed to me. The only thing I just didn't like was the very end. It's not even necessarily that it felt out of place. It just felt like not fun, like the last piece. It was just kind of, I, at that point, I was like, this could be a cutscene. Like, I, this is not a worthwhile section of me of the game to play. But everything else, like, it just never felt like you were being pulled back and forth. Because even in 7, the way that 7 kind of, veers off towards the end it started to kind of feel like you were playing dlc or something like it felt like it's it was kind of disjointed at the end but this felt very they've created a very organic world that i just i just bought into and speaking on that there is such a great sense 
of atmosphere in this game and the characters it's just this weird this just weird energy in this game that I just think is so impressive because without really telling you too much about what's going on you really just kind of it's they sell it they make it feel like an actual world where these creatures and characters could live and it just you're just you just buy into it even though what's actually happening is insane and crazy and that's something I really love about this series too is just the just the zaniness of it it's just very bizarre and growing up as a Metal Gear fan I think this kind of scratches that itch a little bit of just like super weird crazy characters some of the stuff in here actually kind of reminded me of something Kojima might do with a horror franchise but I think this is to me and I again speaking as a new Resident Evil fan I've gone back and revisited some of the old ones but I don't have that you know knowledge and nostalgia of growing up with them but this was like this felt like a pretty definitive experience for Resident Evil going forward for me where I really think they nailed kind of the blend of old and new and then not only old and new as in you know one through six and then seven but just the blend of the action and the horror because it's much 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 more action oriented than seven was there's much more shooting and it happens much faster like I was very surprised with how many weapons I had only like two hours into the game however I do think they are able to somehow make each encounter still feel tense because the game's not hard. I played it on standard, and I think I only died in combat like five times maybe. And I didn't really run out of ammo either. And I was fully aware of that pretty early on in the game. Like, oh, this is interesting. You're not really running out of stuff. You're not having to manage your inventory as much. But I still felt very on edge in a good way during every single combat encounter. So I do think that that's an impressive balance they're able to find where you have that that feeling you get in, in a true survival horror game, but you know, you're not really because also a change they make is that there's not the like those boxes in the safe rooms. They got rid of that and it's like you have access to virtually everything the entire time you're playing. Like there's technically inventory management, but I rarely had to get rid of stuff in my inventory or rearrange it only like a couple times. So I think that kind of eliminates some of the survival horror aspects of the game. But I mean, it was just very refreshing for me to, you know, the older I get, sometimes it's, it's not as easy for a game to just immediately catch me in the way that this did, where I was like, thinking about it all day I wanted to go back and play it as soon as it was over I wanted to start a new playthrough like that level of like childlike joy that you get from playing games and it was just awesome to have that again and I can't wait until whatever comes next if it's a 4 remake if it's 9 if it's a Code Veronica remake or a spinoff I don't care I want it I want everything Resident Evil I was watching lore videos I'm deep in at this point I kind of want to go back and and fully play through some of these old games as well. And I'm just very impressed at what Capcom has been able to accomplish. And as far as I've uh, you know, seen, that seems to be fairly common consensus. I've seen a lot of positivity for the game. Maybe not to the level that I'm experiencing, but for me, this is definitely my current game of the year. 
I really, really love the the way that they're able to kind of build upon the foundation of what they have set with this new packet of, of Resident Evil games and make something that feels both classic and new. And another thing that I think is really cool about the speaking on that point to like the way that they're able to build off of what you kind of already expect is the way that the game is laid out so that the titular village is kind of like your your hub map and so you can continue to return there and kind of explore there's like some side exploration stuff that's cool that you can get to that doesn't tie directly into the main arcs but then there's also four main like sections of the game outside of the village that are like on the outskirts of the village where there's you know story segments some of which are the standard resident evil locations obviously the the internet is well aware of lady whatever her name the demetru i don't even know how to pronounce it after even playing it but she has a castle that castle is a very classic resident evil type location you know you walk up to a door you open the door oh this this looks like this could go in there and you got to mark it in your head all right i got to look for a, a gear or whatever <clears throat> so some areas are like that absolutely amazingly well designed so dense in atmosphere so fun to explore you want to hang out in there for hours and hours and then some areas are you know more kind of cinematic uncharted type of things where you're on you know chases and and boss fight things that are kind of more on rails and then there's like the part i've alluded to that was very scary was much more survival like true survival horror and puzzle based so they're able to keep this great pace where you are never bored because right when you're about to be like eh, i've been in this part for a really long time like maybe now is a time to take a break it seems like they're reading your mind and then the next part just opens up and it's something new but it never feels like what is this like why are we in a, a like a new game it just somehow feels like one cohesive experience that's just never not thoroughly enjoyable whether it's trying to scare you or trying to make you feel like an action hero it's just always so much fun to play so i've rambled about this game enough but it's definitely my game of the year it's my favorite game that i've played on playstation 5 i think i mean maybe that's hyperbolic to say out of the gate like this but i absolutely love it i hope my co-hosts will give it a chance but they're big scaredy cats so i don't know but that is it for me. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble. I'm sure this was a mess, but I just wanted to talk about some games, all right? So you can... Uh, I'll, I'll have Murph edit in the Nick, where can they find us? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know those handles, all right? Nick, where can they find us? On Twitter, <laughs> at PseudoLoodleCast. They can find us on Instagram, at PseudoLoodlePod. So... Uh, they will. My co-host will be back to join me. You won't have to listen to me ramble unhinged anymore. Uh, we will be covering all the good game news and reviews, and we'll catch up on what these boys have been playing soon. And we got Ratchet and Clank coming up, so within the month we'll be getting the uh, reviews on that as well. So thanks for listening, and stay tuned for new content. This has been Pseudo Ludo. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>